Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Moshe Dun Kestenbaum. Meseches Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. Today we will begin the 13th parak of Yevamis, Bezus Hashem, parak Beishamai. And this parak mainly focuses around the sugya of Mion and how Mion affects and is connected to Yibam and Chalitza. What is Mion? Mion literally means refusal that a girl who is who is married as a Kitana, a girl under Bas Mitzvah, in a case where she's not married off by her father in a typical Kedushin, Daraisa, as we know a father has the power to marry off his daughter Midaraisa, when she's a Tana or a Nara. However, this girl is not married off by her father in a Kedushin Daraisa. She is married off in a Kedushin Dirabanan, and therefore she has the power, part of the Takanas Dirabanan of this Kedushin, is that she has the power until she's Bas Mitzvah, as we'll discuss later, she has the power to denounce the Kedushin, and say that she doesn't want to be married anymore, and thereby she will uproot the Kedushin. How is this Kedushin de Rabbanon enacted? So Rashi says in the Mishnah, which is from really the Mishnah on our daf on Ahmed Bey's, the Mishnah says on the bottom of Kuf Zayin Ahmed Bey's, Ezei Kitana Shetzricha Limayin, who is a Tana that needs Mion? Like Rashi writes in the Mishnah, a Yisayma that her mother or brother married her off. Her father passed away, and her mother and or her brother married her off to somebody else. This is Kedushin de Rabbanan, and this is a Kedushin that she can herself has the power to denounce and say she wants out from this Kedushin. A fascinating, a very interesting discussion, is whether, is this Tafka, her mother or brother, marrying her off? Or she could marry off herself as well. Rashi in Gin on Samachaya Aleph, Rashi writes over there that Either she is married off through her mother or her brother with her consent, or with her own acceptance. So Rashi writes clearly in Gin on Samachayim and Aleph that it's an, that she could also marry herself off in this Kedushin Durabana. It's not only the mother or brother, as the Mishnah says on Amad Beis, but that's the a normal a classic case, but as well, she could marry herself off. This as well is the Shita of the Me'iri over here. However, the Shilta Gibayrim over here in the Dafi Arif, Daf Lamed Vavam and Aleph, brings the Shita of the Riaz, and the Shita of the Riaz is that a Kitana, a girl, cannot marry herself off he writes that if a girl marries herself off, the Kedushin is not Chal at all, even Mirabanan. It's only the relatives, the mother, the brother, he adds other relatives that can marry her off. However, if she marries herself off, the Kedushin does not work, even Mirabanan, which is the Pashtas really of the Mishnah on Abbas that says that it, the marriage took place through the mother or the brothers. The Birkas Avram over here suggests that there's actually a third shita in this Nidai of who is marrying off this girl. The Rambam in Hilchas Isha's Perak Dalit Halacha Zayin just writes that a girl, a Kitana, who's a Yasaima, who's an orphan, he writes that she's able to marry herself off in Kedushin Durabana. The Rambam makes no mention of the mother or brother marrying her off. 
and the Birkas of Ram Watson Medayik that the Rabbam holds that it's Tafka the girl who's accepting the Kedushin. The Iker Kedushin, the Rabbanan, takes place through the girl, not from the relatives. And the Birkas of Ram says that according to the Rambam, when the Mishnah says later on that it's a Siyuo Ima Vachel that the mother or brothers are married her off with her consent, it just means that her family arranged the Kedushin. That's the normal way that they arrange the Kedushin for her. But Be'ikr, she is the one that is Makabal, the Kedushin. So we come out over here with three Shittas in this Nidain, Shitta of Rashi, the Me'iri, that both the girl or her mother and brother can accept the Kedushin for her. We have the Shita of the Riyaz that the Shilta Gibaram brings, that only the mother-brother can accept the Kedushin, not her. And then, according to the Havana, the Berkas Avram, we have the sheet of the Rambam, that only the girl is the one who is able to makabo the Kedushin. We will now begin the first Mishnah of the Perak. The Mishnah lists five different machlekes between Beishamai and Beishilal. The first machlekes the Mishnah records is Beishamai Aimrim Aimimanin El Arusais. Beishamai says we only do mean by Arusais, by a girl who's still in Arusa. Ubeisila Aimrim Beisila argue Arusais Vinisuais. That mean also can be done by Nisuais as well. Both the Ridva and the Me'iri over here are Medayik. The Mishnah does not talk about the girls. It doesn't say Mema'anais. It says Mema'anin. Lashen Zachar, which the Ridva and Me'iri explain, refers to Bezdin. The Eimeman El Arusais means that Bezdin only will do Mian by an Arusa. And Zak the Ridva and the Me'iri that this is coming to teach us that this is only a din l'chadchila. That l'chadchila, according to Beishamai, Bezin will not get involved in the mian of an arusa. They will not provide for her a get mian for the reasons that the Gemara is going to discuss later on. However, it's possible that mian could be done by an arusa. Bidi Eved if she did mean, Bidi Eved Bezdin did a mean for her, the mean would work. That's why the Mishnah does not talk, does not say that there's no mean by the girls. It says, Eimemanin, that's a din on Bezdin l'chadchila, that Bezdin will not do an mean for an Arusa, but Bidi Eved, if Bezdin went ahead with the mean, the mean would in fact work. And both the Ritva and the Meiri bring a raya, from the Gemara on Ahmed Beis. The Gemara on Ahmed Beis brings a story with Pisha in Hagamal, Pisha and the camel driver, that Bezdin did a mian for his wife, even though he wasn't there, which is something Beishamai does not hold of. And as well, they did a mian for her, even though she was a Nesua. And Beishamai defends himself and says that over there it was different, that since he had mistreated his wife, Bimida Kfusha Madad, he had treated her improperly. Rashi brings, he took advantage of her possessions. He was Mafsid, her Nikse Malug. And because he mistreated her, so therefore Bezin went ahead and went out of the norm. And Bezin did mean, even though she was a Nisua. So Zakti Ridva and Zakti Meiri that if it was a din that it's not possible to do mian on a nesua, according to Beishamai, even Bidi Eved, so how could Bezin go ahead and uproot this Kedushin with mian if it's against the Halacha? However, Zakta Ridva Meiri, no. Since Bidi Eved, the mian does work, it's just a din l'chadchila, so then it makes sense that in such a case where he was mistreating her, Bezin went ahead and allowed a mian, even though she was a nesua, even though it was shalai befanav. The Rishayim bring that this is actually a mefurish, a Yerushalmi, 
The Yishalmi asks on the story of Pishon HaGamal, Ilo Aisa Davar Shalai Kashura Matir and Erva just because he did something improper, does Bezin have the power to matir and Erva, matir something that is not allowed, that we're going to go ahead and let her get married on a bad mion? And the Yishalmi says, oh, we see from here that even according to Beishamai, Mian from Nesuin, or Mian Shalom, Bifanov, Bidi Eved, does work. It's interesting to point out that Taisvis Anamabez over here brings the Yushami, and then Taisvis adds in, Ve'enzu Kushikokach. The Yushami's question is not such a question how Bezin had the power to allow this Mian. Because we could say, since the Kedushan of Ektana is only the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan have the power to mafkia the Kedushan, even over here with this Mian, that's normally not a kosher Mian. It's mashma that Taisus held, that our Bavli perhaps argues with Yerushalmi. Our Bavli never points out, never asks this question, that how could the Mian work according to Beishamai by Nesua, or Shalai Befanav, which Beishamai holds, is not the way Mian is supposed to be done. Our Gemara never asks a question like the Yushami. So, and Taisa says that you could say, Afkina Rabban Lekedushin, which sounds that according to Taisvis, Taisvis may argue with the Ridva and the Me'iri, that assume as a Dover Pasha that according to Beishamai, the din of Eimaman and Elarusais is only a din Lechadchila, not Bidyeved, that Bidyeved would work. Taisus seems to hold that according to the Bavli, it's possible that according to Beishamai, it doesn't work even Bidyeved, and the story, the Maisu of Pishan Agamal, works based on the concept of Afkino Rabbanon Likidushin. The Mishnah continues, brings another Machlekes Beishamai and Beisela. Beishamai says, that mean only applies by a husband and not by a Yavam. And Beisela says, we'll see more about this Machlekes in the Gemara. The third Machlekes Beishamai and Beisela, Beishamai Aymrin Befanav, Beishamai says that Mian has to be done in front of the husband, and Beishelel says that it doesn't make a difference if he's there or not. Over here in this Machlekes, there's no discussion in the Gemara as to the explanation at all for the reason for Beishamai that the Mian should be done, has to be done in front of the husband. However, the Me'iri over here on the Mishnah gives a svara, the Me'iri says, that maybe if the husband was here, she would be embarrassed, and she wouldn't do mi'an. L'chaira, what the Me'iri means, is that we would like to discourage mi'an. After all, the whole reason why the Rabbanan made the Kedushan the Rabbanan, is shaloyu b'nos Yisrael kehefker, we want the girls watched, so we'd rather discourage mi'an. So therefore, we only allow Mian to be done if he's there, because maybe if he wasn't there, she would stay with him and she wouldn't do Mian. It is interesting that the Ramban actually uses similar Svara to the Me'iri to explain the next Machlaikas, the fourth Machlaikas, Beishama and Beisel, whether Mian has to be done in front of Bezin. And the Ramban asks, why would Beishamah require Mian to be done in front of Bezdin Mumchen? As the Pashas of the Gemara says, why do you need Bezdin Mumchen over other matters like money, Gin, Kedushin, which does not require experts, does not require Mumchen? And the Ramban says that maybe Beishamah was misaking this in order to distance Mian, in order to further the chances of her doing mian, because since you have to gather a special bezin of mumchen, smuchen, therefore it will be harder for her to do mian. So once again, works out nicely 
that we have seems a machlekes peishama and beiselo whether we look to try to discourage the girl from doing miyut. It is interesting to point out that the Mi'iri, however, himself, when it comes to this Machlekes of Beishamai requiring Bezdin as opposed to Beishelel, the Mi'iri gives a different reason why Beishamai requires Bezdin Mumchen. And the Mi'iri writes that we're afraid that if we go to a, a Bezdin that are not experts, then maybe they'll come to be Matir, a girl with Mian, even in the case where her father married her off, and she's married in a Kedushin Daraisa. And therefore, they, they did not allow Mian to be done in front of anything less than Bezdin Mumchen. And he says, the Basil holds that we're not afraid of Bezdin making such a big mistake, thinking that you could do Mian, even in a case where her father married her off. We come now to the final Machlaikas, the fifth Machlaikas in the Mishnah between Beishamai and Beishilal. And that is whether a girl who did Mian can get married again, whether she still has Kedushin Durabanan afterwards. And Beishilal holds that she could do Mian even four or five times. And Beishamai says, no, in B'nai Yisrael Hefker, the Jewish girls are not Hefker, that she can only do Mian once, and after Mian, she would have to wait till she's older, till she's Bas Mitzvah, until she can get involved in a Kedushin Daraisa. The phraseology of the Mishnah is very troubling. Unlike the other four Machlekes between Bishama and Beisilel, over here, it's a conversation. Amr Laham Basilil Beishamai. Basil says to Beishamai, she could do me in even four or five times. So why is it the Mishnah written in the Lashon of a conversation? This Ha'ara is pointed out by the Taisis Yantif. And another Ha'ara, the Malacha Shlaima on the Mishnah, points out that why is Basil's opinion recorded before Beishamai's opinion? Unlike the first four arguments between Basil and Beishamai, where Beishamai's opinion is given first, over here Beishelel's opinion is given first. The Me'iri over here on the Mishnah gives a beautiful explanation, and this would resolve all the questions. The Me'iri explains that this last Machlaikis is really a continuation of the Machlaikis before. We have a Machlaikis before, Beishamai holds that Mian has to be done in front of Bezdin, Bezdin Mumchem, and Bessil holds it could be done even not in front of Bezdin Mumchen. But Bezdin is Shalayba Bezdin. So Amr Lahem Bessil Beishamai. Bessil is asking Beishamai. My menace Viktana feel Dalavay Pamim. Dalach is a girl could do me in a number of times. And if we're, we're going to require a Bezdin Mumchen, so it comes out, it looks like the words of the Chachamim is a Chachuchucha Vitalula. It looks like a joke. The power of Bezdin looks like it's not serious, like it's not like it's a joke that a girl can just get married and then do mian in front of this Bezdin smuchim and they get married again and then do mian again. So that would be a zilzil to Bezdin. It seems that if the mian is done a little less formally, it's done in front of three regular people, then then there would be no zilzal. So from here, Basil brings a raya, brings a proof that Mian does not have to be done in front of Bezdin Mumchem. On that, Beishamai counters, Beishamai says no. That no, we argue with you on that as well. We hold that Mian can only be done once. And therefore, there's no issue of Zilzal Bezin, because Enechanami, we hold that Mian is not able to be done more than once. Once she did Mian, she only is able to engage afterwards in a Kedushin Daraisa. We will now begin the Gemara. The Gemara goes into the reason for Beishamai, why Beishamai holds Eimimanin Elarusais, that once a girl is in a Suah, 
she is not able to do Miyun. And the first reason the Gemara brings Amr of Yudah, Amr Shmuel, my time with the Beishamah, Lefisha, ain't Tanai b'Nesuin. Because there's no Tanai by Nesuin. V'Nesuin Teman, Asilamemer, Yesh time b'Nesuin. The simple explanation for the Gemara is that we're afraid that if a girl does Mian after Nesuin, people will not realize that this is a case of Mian, but people will think it's a regular Kedushin Daraisa that was done, a Kedushin that was done with a condition, Alatnai, and that's why she is walking away from this Nesuin without a get. And this would be a, a big mistake because the halacha is ain't time in Nesuin. Once there is a Nesuin, the condition, even if a condition was made by Kedushin, like Rashi explains, the condition would not be binding after Nesuin, after Chuppah, as the Gemara says, because, like Rashi explains, we assume that the husband is Michael, the Chiba of the Nesuin, he is Michael the Tznai, he forgives the Tznai, and he wants to be married anyways, and therefore, the Tznai does not help anymore. And we don't want people to make a mistake by watching Mion from a Nesuah, that they'll think this is a case of Tznai, and they'll think that a Tznai would help even after Nesuin. Therefore, we do not allow Mion by a Nesuah. The Gemara says that Beis Hillel is not afraid that a person will make some, such a mistake. People will know that this was a Kedushin of a Kitana, a Kedushin de Rabbanan, and we're not afraid people will think it was a case of tonight. So the Gemara assumes, as a Dabra Pasha, both according to Beis and Beis Hillel, that Lacha is, if a husband made a tonight, the time of Kedushin, after Chuppah, we assume that he was Michael, the original Tanai, and she would require, she would need a get. Tysus over here goes into lengthy discussion how this whole Gemara fits with the Suging Subis and Dafayin Gimel, Ayin Dalit. We have a Machlekes Amorayim, whether she requires a get in such a case. We are not going to go into the different shitas in the Gemara Subis and how we could adjust and apply to our Gemara. But we will point out at least that the halacha is like this Gemara that says, Ain't Tznai B'chuppah, the Rambam in Hilchas Ishas, Paragzayin, Halacha Chav Gimel, the Shulchan Arach, and Eben Ezer, Simalam and Ches, Sif Lam and Hay, both Paskin, that in the case where a man married a girl tonight and then had chuppah without specifying anything, that we are chayshish, not as a davar pashat, but we are at least chayshish, we are concerned to suffix, maybe he was Michael the tonight and therefore she would require a get, she would not be able to go get remarried without a get. Now, L'chaira, it's a davar pashat that if the husband made a tanai at the time of Kedushin and then reiterated the tanai at the time of Chuppah, he said that he's still holding, he's still makbid on his original tanai that he made at the time of Kedushin. In such a case, we cannot say, obviously, that he is Michael the tanai. The shaila is, what happens if the husband only makes a tanai at the time of Nisuin? Does a tanai at the time of Nisuin work? We don't have the svara that he's Michael along with the Nisuin, since he's making the tanai right now. However, the shaila is, is a tanai, is a tanai possible? Can chuppah be done al tanai? If we look carefully at Rashi over here on the Gemara, where the Gemara says, L'fisha'in t'nai b'nesu'en, Rashi writes, L'fisha'in t'nai mo'o b'nesu'en shal gedola. T'nai does not help by the nesu'en of a gedola. And then Rashi writes, V'afilo havile t'nai b'shas kedushin, and even if there was a t'nai at the time of kedushin, 
Achule achle b'shasbiyah v'chupa. The husband is Michael. He forgives the tonight the time of bia and chupa. The chaylo kedushin kamai and the original kedushin is chal. It's mashu from Rashi that the Gemara is saying twofold: that there's no tonight by chupa, there's no tonight by nesuin. Even if he made a tonight, the tonight does not help by nesuin. And then Rashi continues, and even if you made it to Tanai at the time of Kedushin, which a Tanai at the time of Kedushin should work, does work, nonetheless, since the husband forged ahead with the Nesuin, with the Chuppah, he is Michael the Tanai, and therefore the Tanai does not uproot the Kedushin. So, Tzmashma from Rashi, pretty clearly, as the Birkas of Ram is Medayik over here, the Rashi holds that a tanai does not work by nesuin. If you just made a tanai by nesuin, you cannot make a tanai by nesuin. As opposed to learning the Gemara, we could learn the Gemara. Lefisha ain't tanai by nesuin. The Gemara is not discussing at all making a tanai at the time of nesuin, because that is something uncommon. The Gemara is just talking about making a tanai at the time of kedushin. And the Gemara means, Lefish ain't tznai b'nesuin, that a tznai has no power, meaning the tznai that was done by Kedushin has no power once nesuin comes along, because we assume the husband is Michael the tznai. However, according to Rashi's understanding, it seems that Rashi is learning that the Gemara is saying that a tznai cannot work by nesuin itself, that if a husband makes a tznai by nesuin, it does not work. And the question is, why not? You can make a tznai on Kedushin, so why would a husband not be able to make a tznai on Nisuin? Rekiva Eger and Shuvis, Madura Tinyana, Simen Kofav, does not bring Argemara. However, he does bring, he does discuss this Shaila, whether you can make a tznai on Chapa. And Ikiveger says that it's possible that you're not able to make it tonight. And Ikiveger brings the Gemara in Subis, actually over there in that Sugya on Ayandalad Amaralif, that the Gemara says over there anything that cannot be done through a Shliach, cannot, can, you cannot make it tonight on. The Gemara over there uses that cloud by Chalitza. Anything that cannot be done through a Shliach, you cannot make a tznai on, and we learn it out from the tznai of Bnei Gad, of Bnei Ruvain, which was able to be done through a shliach. Maishar Beinu gave them Eretz Yisrael through Yeshua, and anything that can be done through a shliach, a tznai can be done on, and anything that cannot be done through a shliach, you cannot make a tznai on. So Zakri Kiveiger, Nesuin, has to be done by the husband himself, can't make a shliach to do nesuin for him. And therefore, it comes unto this claw that you would not be able to make a tznai for nesuin. And the Mela, Zaktabirkas Avram, over here, we can use this to understand Rashi in our sugya. However, what's very interesting is can, really connects to our Gemara, is that Rabbi Kiva Eger over there says that it's taloi in the Shaila of Masara'av l'shluchi habal. Our Gemara asks, according to this reason of Shmuel, Shmuel's explanation for Beishamai, l'fishe'in t'nai b'nesuin, Masara'av l'shluchi habal ma'ikl amimar. If the father gave over to the shluchim, to the messengers of the Baal, what are you going to say? In such a case, Zakrashi, there's no chiba, there's no endearment that we would assume that the husband is Michael the Tanai. And in such a case, a Tanai would work. So the Gemara is asking, why does Beishameh hold in such a case, Mian does not work? Beishameh says, Eimim man, man in El Arusais. So Gemara is asking in a case where it was Masar Avlu Shluchi Abal. So in such a case, she's no longer in Arusa. Rashi writes that giving over to the Shluchi Abal counts as Nesuin. So in such a case, 
there it's nai should help because there's no thiba. And why over there should mian, does mian not help, does not work? According to Beishamai, there's no reason for exera. And the Gemara answers, Lai plug Rabbana. According to Argamara, Argamara seems to hold, Rashi writes clearly in Dibra Masko Masaraav that in the case where you give over the girl to the Shluche Habal, to the messengers of the Baal, in such a case that works as Nisuin. So, Zakhtar Kiveger, if Masar Avla Shluche Habal works as Nisuin, then it would come out that chuppah does work through a shliach. It is efshir ayyadeh shliach. Because over here, the husband has shluchim that the girl is being given over to. And then, according to that, a tznai would work by chuppah. It would come out then, sarachin, why you're not able to make a tznai by chuppah according to Rashi over here. However, the Birkas Avram has a very simple taina on Rikivegar. The Birkas of Ram says that the fact that when you give over the girl to the Shluchi Habal that works as Nesuin, that's not the normal gather of Shlichos. The gather of Shlichos of Shluchos Shal Adam Kemaisai, the special Chiddush of the Torah, that if you send someone, it's like it's yourself, that's not necessary over here. Over here, it's just a practical situation, a practical scenario, that giving over the girl to the husband's messengers, to the husband's people, that's considered giving over to the husband's rishos, that's considered a type of nisuin. But not midin, the typical shlichos, zaktabirkas avram, even if the shluchim were avadim, they were slaves, they weren't betayra shlichos, still, it could work as Nesuin. Because we don't have to come on to Shlucho Shal Adam Kamaisa that it's as if it's the husband. The point is, you're giving over to people that are appointed, that are coming to bring her to the husband. That's enough to be considered a Nesuin without the din of Shlucho Shal Adam Kamaisa. And therefore, we do not have to say that this is a Milsa de Issa Bishlichas, that you would be able to make a Tznai on Chapa. It is important to point out that this Gemara, like we mentioned, and Rashi explains very clearly, that Masar Av when you give over the girl to the Shluchim of the husband, it's considered a Nesuin, is really, seems to be a Machlaikis Rashi Taisis and Ksubis on Memches Amabez. The Gemara over there comes out on Memches Amabez, that giving over L'shluchi Abal only helps for Yerusha, but not for Truma. And there's a very big machlekes Rashi Taisis over there. Rashi learns it's only for Yerusha and nothing else. For Yerusha that the husband inherits her, for that it works. But for everything else, Rashi writes for Truma and Afaris Nidarim and for Metzias, for lost objects. She is not considered a Nesua. She is not considered in the husband's Rishas. Only, only for the Lach of Yerusha. Tysus over there argues, and Tysus says that really, the Gemara, when it says that she's in the husband's Rishas for Yerusha, and not for Truma, means Yerusha and everything else, Hafaras Nedarim, the husband is able to be made for her Nedarim. She is considered a Nesua, only not for Truma, because we have the Shash Durabanan of Simpai. These two Shitas, this Machlaki Shishainim, Rashi and Taisis, whether Masar Av Lashluchi Abal is considered a full fledged Nesuin that the husband would be able to make for the Nidarim, is brought in the Shachan Arach, in Yoradea. Reishlam Medalad Sivches, where the Shulchan Aruch writes that if the girl is given over to the Shulchei Abal, Yatza Mishus Av, she goes out from the Rishus of the father. And then he writes, Vyesh Omrim and some hold, Mikom Makam Eina Bal Mefer Ad Shetichanes Lachopa. Some hold the husband is not able to be Mefer until she comes. 
to Chuppah. That's the Shita of Rashi and the Shita of the Torah. That Masar Avu Shluchi Abal is not a Nisuin, is not a full fledged Nisuin, that the husband can mefer the Nidarim. It only works to, that the, that she goes out of the father's Rishas, that the father is not able to be mefer the Nidarim anymore. Even Bishutbis, even in a partnership, the father loses control. However, she does not come into the husband's rishas. It is not considered regular nisuin. Our Gemara over here seems to be a very clear raya to Shitas Taisvis that Mesir Sa'av L'Shlich is considered a full-fledged nisuin. As Rashi himself writes over here, so we're left with a tzarech ian, how Rashi and the tour Rashi and Suvas, Amem Chesem Abbez, how he understands our Gemara, as well as tzarech ian, Lachara Astira in Rashi, Rashi and Suvas over there says that Mesira to the Shluchi Abal is not a real Nesuin, as opposed to Rashi over here, Rashi says it is a Nesuin. Sarach Ian. Although it's not Nagea Tarsigya, I just have to tell you that this Rabbi Kiva Eger over there in Simon Kavav is famous for another reason. The Rikiva Eger over there assumes that anything that you cannot make a Tanai on, for example, Chuppah, according to the way Rikiva Eger learns over there, you would not have a Mekach Tais. You would not have a Mekach Tais by it. Rikiveger assumes that the halacha of Mekach Tais, the halacha of a bad, a mistaken transaction, is gebait, is built on the concept of tonight. That there's unspoken tonight between the buyer and the seller, or the husband and the wife, that I'm only marrying you, I'm only buying this object on this condition. And that's how every Mekah Tais works. That it's on this condition that I'm buying you, I'm marrying you, and if that is not fulfilled, it is undone. However, in a case where you're not able to make it tonight, like Chuppah, the way Rekivegar learns over there, there would be no Halacha of Chuppah B'Tais. And... Therefore, Ikivegar says that even if she comes out, she was a ba'ula and not a basula, the chuppah would still be a good chuppah because since there's no tznai by chuppah, because it's the efsher ayyidei shliach, the way Ikivegar says over there, therefore, there will be no tznai. This is a big chiddish of Ikivegar, that the concept of mekach tais is only because it is based on the concept of an unspoken tonight. However, one could have learned that a Mekah Tais is not because of a tonight, but it's just simply a wrong transaction. I bought an apple, I didn't buy an orange. So therefore the Mekah Tais is, the Pshara Mekah Tais is I never bought, I never married this person in this state, and it's not based on the dinim of Tznat. Just one final ara before we go further. The Lashon of the Gemara is Masar Av L'Shluchei Habal Ma'ikah What What are you going to say in a case where the father gave her over to the Shluchei Habal? And Rashi points out that this cannot be it cannot be Masar Av, the father gave her over, L'Shluchi Abal. Because we're discussing Mion, and in a case where the father marries off the girl, it's Kedushin Da'araisa, and Mion would not help. Mion is limited to a case where the father died, and the mother or brother married her off, or according to Rishonim we mentioned before, she married herself off, so it's a case of Kiddushan Darabanan, that's where Mian applies. So what does the Gemara mean? A case of Masar Av L'Shluchi Habal. So Rashi explains that Masar Av is Lav Davka. We're not talking about where the father gave her over. The Gemara means in a parallel case that applies to Mian. 
For example, the brothers gave her over l'shluchei abal. That in a case similar to the concept of Masarav, in a case where the brothers gave her over l'shluchei abal, there the Gemara is asking, Over there, what's the reason for Beishamai that Mian does not help? There is an obvious Sa'ara, an obvious question on Rashi. Because L'chaira, we can find a case where a father is giving over her, his daughter in Kiddushin Durabana. Why? What about a case of Yusayma B'chaya Av? The Allah is if the father gives over his daughter for Kiddushin and afterwards for Nisuin, and then subsequently she gets divorced or her husband dies. In such a case, she does not go back to the rishus of the father. The father has no power, Midaraisa, to marry her off. And this is one of the examples, one of the cases, where a mother or brother could marry her off. And Lachora, we could suggest, that the father as well can marry off his daughter in such a case. So why didn't Rashi explain that the case of the Gemara of Masar Av the Gemara means in a case where she was the Yisayme Bechayavia, where she was already in the Sua and she got divorced, and now the father has no power, Midaraisa, to marry her off. Yet the father can marry her in a Kedushin Dirabanan. And then we would have a case of Mian by a Masar Av, and we don't have to say that the Gemara is Lav Davka. Zak the Ridva, the Ridva says that we see from Rashi that Rashi holds that a Yisayme Bechaya Av, the father does not have the power to marry off his daughter even in a Kedushin Durabanan. The father loses his power completely and he cannot marry off his daughter altogether. This as well would seem to be the Pashtas of the Tur and the Shulchan Arach and Simen Mem Gimel where they both write in a case where the father died, or she's the Yisayme Bechaya where she had Nisuin and she got divorced, that in such a case the mother or brother can marry her off, and they make no mention of the father being able to marry her off. However, the Prisha over there in Aisir Aleph, he writes that Lania Steinti, it's Nira, it appears, that the Allah is that the father would be able to marry her off because he cannot be worse than the power of a mother or the, or the brother who was able to marry her off. And the reason why the tour only mentioned the mother or brother is because since by a case where the father died, it doesn't apply the father marrying her off, only the mother or brother. So therefore they only mentioned the mother or brother as well, by the case of the Yusayma Bechayi Aviha. I would like to point out that Lachura, it's more Mistavra, like the Shita of Rashi, because according to the Prisha, it would come out that either the father can marry her off, or the mother or brother, which is unusual that in a place where the father has power, the Rabbanam would give power to the mother or brother as well. However, according to Rashi, that the father does not have the power, so then it's more logical to understand that the Chachamim let the mother or brother do it, where the father has no power to marry off his daughter. We're going to go now to the bottom of the Amr, where the Gemara brings the Machlekes, Rav Aishia, and Ula. The Mishnah says that Beishamai holds that Mian can only be done against a husband, but not against a Yavam. However, Beisil holds that Mian can be done by a Yavam as well. And here we have a Machlekes, Rav Aishia says that that Mian from the, to the Yavam would only work for Maimer. That is, if the Yavam did Maimar, which is 
Kiddushin the Rabbanan to a Yavama rather than having Bia. He uses Kesef and Shtar for Kiddushin to the Yavama. Kiddushin the Rabbanan because Miraraisa Yibam can only be done with Bia. So from that, Mian would work that she could do Mian to uproot the Maimar, the Kiddushin the Rabbanan that is done to her. However, However, she is not able to do mian to uproot the zika in order to become permitted lashuk. She would need chalitza from the yavam. However, Ulas holds the gemara on base that mamenes that she could do mian even to uproot the zika, the connection that she would not require chalitza, and the gemara explains that according to Ula, the Mian can uproot the original Kedushin. The Mian can uproot the original Kedushin to the first husband. So it's as if she was never married to the first husband. Memela, there's no need for Yibam or Chalitza. The obvious question on the Gemara, the Rishonim discuss, that Bishlema, according to the way Ula explains the Mishnah, then Mian works even to uproot the Zika, because it uproots the original Kedushin. So we could understand that Beishamai argues, Beishamai holds that Mian cannot work to uproot the Kedushin once the husband already has passed away. Which is really the Shita of Reboshia. Reboshia holds he cannot do Mian for the Zika. However, according to Reb Oshia's explanation of the Mishnah, that the Mian that we're discussing is going to uproot the Maimer, the Kedushin Durabanan of the Yavam, so the question is, so what is the reason for Beishamai? Why would Beishamai hold that she can't do Mian to uproot the Maimer? Why is the Maimer different than every Kedushin of a Kitana? that Mian works for. So the Rashba, the Ridva, the Meiri, they all give an explanation that since even after the Mian would be done, she would still require Chalitza, according to Rav Oshia's understanding. So Beishamai holds that the Rabbanan did not institute Mian in such a case. The Rabbanon only instituted Mian in a case where it's going to free her completely to marry to someone else. However, over here, even after the Mian to uproot the Maimer, she'll still require Chalitza to uproot the Zika. In such a case, the Rabbanon did not sanction Mian. And therefore, according to Beishamai, once she's going to require Chalitza anyways, we also are going to require a regular get to uproot the Maimer. The Arach Laner over here gives another tarot, another possibility. The Arach Laner says that perhaps Rav Oishia holds like Rava earlier on Lamites Amad Aleph that Maimer creates, according to Beishamai, a suffix arusa, suffix nesua. Rava says earlier on Lamatasam Rav that according to Beishamai, Mamer is a suffix erisin, suffix nesuan. So Mela, Zaka, Arachaner, beautiful, that Beishamai over here, Kabila Shitasai, that Beishamai holds, Mian does not work by a nesua. And therefore, Maimon would not work for Maimer because according to Beishamai, Maimer is suffix nesuan. Going further in the Gemara Namibes, the Gemara goes into discussion, into Ula's opinion, into Ula's shita, that Mian uproots the Zika by uprooting the original Kedushin. And the Gemara asks, Eisvei Rava Ula, Rava asks Ula from the first Mishnah of our Masechta, that the Mishnah says, in the case of Tsaras Erva, and the erva is through a kedushin, the rabbanan, a kedushin of a katana, that the halacha is, the tzara is chayletzes, velomis yabemes, 
She needs chalitza because Midaraisa, she's not a Tsaras erva because the erva was only married in Kedushin Durabanan. However, she's not able to do Yibam because Midarabanan, it's a Tsaras erva. So Rava asks, according to you, Ula, that Mian could uproot the original Kedushin, why can't she do Mian? The erva could do Mian. And thereby uproot the Kedushin as if she was never married. Mimela, her tsara is no longer a tsaras erva, retroactively. And therefore, she should be able to do yibam. And the Gemara answers that it's enachanami, but it looks, it's mitarabanan, because it looks like it's tsaras erva. And the Gemara brings a raya from Rami Bayecheskel. And Rami Bayecheskel says that miyana beba mutaras aviv, that a girl who does mian while her husband's still alive, she is allowed to marry his father because it's clear that there was no kedushin here since the mian was done while he was alive. However, biyavam if he does, if she does mian, I'm sorry, if she does mian while to the yavam after her husband passes away, in such a case, asur lavit, she is asur to his father. Because since he died and she fell to Yibam, it looks like they were really married. And therefore it looks like she's the daughter-in-law of this person. And therefore she is usher to his father. So just like Rami Bayecheskel says over there, we're afraid that once she falls to Yibam, she looks like a Karayv, she looks like she's related. And therefore she's usher to the looks like a father-in-law, so to over here, the Tsaras Erva is going to be Aser because she looks like a Tsaras Erva. The Ramban, the Rashba, the Ridva, they all say that this Halacha, that the girl whose husband dies, that she's Aser to the father-in-law because it looks like a relative, because since her husband died, it looks like she was married to him, does not only apply to the father-in-law, it applies to all the relatives. All the relatives of her husband, of her first husband, are going to be usher to her. The Ridva does, po- does point out that it only applies to the relatives of the one that died, of her first husband, not to the relatives of, of the Yavam. But nonetheless, all the relatives of her first husband apply or asserter because it looks like she was married to him in real Kedushin since she fell in front of the Yavam. However, the Rambam in Hilchus Gerishin, Perak Yud Aleph, Halacha Yud Zayin, says a tremendous Chiddush. The Rambam writes, Hamamenes biyavim masur lo aviv. She is only usher to the father because she looks kikalasa, she looks like a daughter-in-law, when the son died, Avalashar Kroivav Mutaras. But to other relatives, she is going to be Mutter. The Xera was only on the closest relative, on the father. On other relatives, the Rabbana were not Geyser. That's a very Yusayistic Machlaikis. And the end of the Rambam adds even more. The Rambam adds over there, Lefikach, therefore, if she does mean to only one of the brothers, one of the Yavamin, she is mutter to the other brothers. If she does mean to one brother, she is mutter to the other brothers. This Rambam is based on the memory of Shmuel, that Shmuel says, she does mean to one brother, to one Yavam, she's mutter to the other to the other brothers. And this is how we paskin, as the Rif explains, because this is backed up as well from the Shita of Rabbi Yechanan, later on in the Gemara, according to the last Lashen, which we follow, the Lishna Basra. So since Shmuel and Rabbi Yechanan hold this way, we paskin like Shmuel against Rav, that me and Bazeh Mutaras Lazeh, that she is mutter to the other brother. But what does the Rambam mean to connect these two things? What does the halacha of being mutter to the other relatives have to do with this halacha? She does mean to one Yavam. She's mutter to the other brothers. 
the pashas of Shmuel's halacha of Mina Bazemu Teres Lazet, that it is that if she does mean to one brother, she's still zakok, she's still connected to the other brothers, and the other brothers can still do yibam. And if they don't do yibam, they would still require, she would still require chalitza, because she only did mean to one of the brothers. That would seem to have nothing to do with this halacha that a girl whose husband dies and then she falls to Yibam, whether she's mutter to the relatives of her first husband. It must be Zakr of Shach in Avi Ezri over there and the Chidushia Granat and Armasachda and Simen Ches that it must be the Rambam understands differently than the Ramban Rashba and other Rishainim in the memory of Shmuel of Miyana Bazemu Teres Lazet. The Ramban and Rashba understand Miyana Bazemu Teres Lazet. If she does Miyana to one brother, then she's mutter to the other brother, Bitairas Yibam. She's still Zakuk, she's still connected to the bias, and the other brothers can do Yibam. However, the Rambam understands that the reason why she's mutter to the other brothers is not Bitairas Yibam. When she does mean to one brother, it uproots the entire Kedushin. Like Ula said, it uproots the entire marriage to her first husband. Mimela, she's completely putter from the bias. She does not require Chalitz anymore. And Zak Shmuel, she is Muteris to the other brothers, not Midin Ayavama. She's Muteris to the other brothers the same way she's muteris to everyone else in the shuk. So Zak the Rambam, very beautifully, that we see from the memory of Shmuel, that the same way over there, that if she's muteris to the other brothers, so we see that she's only usher to the father-in-law. The whole gezerah derabanan is only on the father-in-law. There's no gezerah on the other relatives. And that's why she's going to muteris to the brothers as a regular alman, as a regular widow. However, the Ramban, the Rashba, they understand that the memory of Shmuel is Mitairas Yibam. However, outside of Tairas Yibam, she'll be Asr to the brothers and she'll be Asr to any relative of her first husband, not like the Rambam. Now, Lechaira, there's an obvious kasha on the sheet of the Ramban and the Rashba. When the Gemara explains, like we mentioned before, the member of Ula that holds Ma'menes Afla Zikasai that she could do Mian even to Abruta Zika, the Gemara explains that that works only by uprooting the original marriage, her marriage to the first husband. That's the way to uproot the Zika. Mashman the Gemara, that there's no way to do Mian to the Zika, to the connection to the Yavam directly, because that's not a relationship. Like the Gemara says, that the Yavam created its Rachmana, Ramallah, the Torah made this connection, and it's only through the uprooting of the first marriage that she's able to get out of the Zika. So the obvious question is then, how could she do Mian to one brother and not the other brother? Bishlam, according to the Rambam, who understands that really the Mian is uprooting the entire Zika over here, and she's Muteris to the other brothers, not Midin Yibam, but like everyone else, she's a mutter to marry them. So then we understand the Gemara. However, according to Ramban and the Rashba, that she's only mutter to the other brothers, Muteris Yibam, which means that the Mian could help for one brother. It stops one brother from doing Yibam, but she could still do Yibam to the other brother. How is the Chayach such a thing? If she uprooted the original marriage, like the Gemara explains according to Ula, then she shouldn't be able to do Yibam with any of the brothers. And if she's only doing Mian on the Zika to that brother, Lachaira, the Gemara is clear that such a Mian does not work. Such a mean cannot work. So what's a pshat in the Ramban and the Rashba? Both the Granat and Rav Shach and Avi Ezri 
both say a fascinating pshat in the Ramban and the Rashba and how they explain the Gemara that the mian that she's doing to one of the brothers is not really chal right away. It's not a mian that's definite, that's chal right, right away. The mian is more of a looming mian. Basically, she is telling this brother that if he comes to marry her, b'tayr if he comes to try to take her, b'tayr balkarcha, then she is mamaenes. Then she is doing mian to uproot the original kedushin, and then she would never have been married to the first, to the brother, to her first husband, and then she would not be b'tayras ibam to all of them. So since she has this mian hanging over this brother's head, Mimela he's not able to do yibam, and she's only left to the brothers that the brothers are able to do yibam. But Enachinami, Zakt, the Granat, and Rav Shach, that this mian is not a mian to one brother. It's a looming mian that would work on everyone, that would uproot the original Kedushan, like the Gemara said, but she's only threatening to do the mian to this brother if the brother goes ahead and tries to do Yibam. And that's the Pshad and Shmuel, the Miana Bazah Mutaras Lazat. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.